0: Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Mike Rosenberg from Columbia Credit Union. Mike says they trust what they see and hear on OPB, and that aligns with Columbia Credit Union's brand. From the Gert Boyle studio at OPB, this is Think Out Loud. I'm Dave Miller. The latest statewide K-12 report card found that one out of every 25 students in Oregon was experiencing homelessness last year. They were sleeping on couches, or in motels, in shelters, or on the street. About 4,000 more Oregon kids were homeless last year than the year before. We're going to hear now from people who are working to help these students in two of the districts with the highest rates of homelessness in Oregon. Mark Osborne is the, at the Oak Ridge School District. Jamie Klebe is at the Warrenton hammond School District. They both join us now. Welcome to Think Out Loud.
1: Thank you for having us.
2: Thank you.
0: Jamie, first, what are the latest numbers that you're seeing in Warrington?
2: Um, we're currently seeing about 17%, um, which is fairly similar to our rates from last year.
0: What does that mean in just in terms of raw numbers?
2: We have probably close to 167 is the latest count um, of students. And our district is about, I would say, 950. These are kind of estimates. I don't know the exact, but 950 students in the district. Um, one challenge we have, though, is we, we may be a little undercounting. Um, it's difficult to identify all of the preschoolers. So that's what we're working on strengthening right now. I do
0: want to hear more about identifying students in general. I imagine that, that there's an an art to that and that, it, that it's tricky. But Mark, what about you? What are you seeing in the Oak Ridge School District just in terms of the number of students that you're trying to help?
1: Oh, we have approximately about 110 students uh, who we've identified as being homeless and in a district of about 500 people uh, it's roughly about 20 percent um just i i think within the past year we've got better at identifying and actually making these connections and building the relationship and being able to identify more students who are struggling right now
0: hmm. uh, so i mean it's a staggering percentage though close to 20 percent my understanding is that you saw a jump in terms of that percentage of students who are identified as being homeless from two years ago to last year, 13% or so to about 20%, as you just noted. How much of that do you think is an increase in actual homelessness as opposed to improvements in finding and identifying these students?
1: You know, I think it's about 50-50, to be honest. I think we have gotten definitely better about Uh, identifying and finding students who do uh, meet the McKinney-Vento requirements and everything. But with the price of housing and everything increasing the way it has, we're seeing a lot more families. I mean, multiple families living in the same or one housing unit.
0: Hmm. You mentioned McKinney-Vento. So I I didn't say this earlier, but Technically, you both have the same title, among other titles, that you're McKinney Vento liaisons for your school district. Jamie, what does that mean?
2: Um, really, it means that um, we are the responsible, well, not only the, not the only responsible person, but the one in the district that has, should um, educate, um, the rest of the district on what McKinney Vento is. And the McKinney Vento Act is really something that came about in the 80s to ensure um, educational rights and protections of any children or youth experiencing homelessness. And one of the things that it does is it allows students um, with these instabilities to remain in their home school if if they so choose how
0: do you in Warrington Hammond School District. How do you find these kids? How do you know that that they are homeless and need your help?
2: Um, Really, it's building relationships is the biggest thing, Um, you know, from the secretaries to the bus drivers to every teacher and person in the district, just knowing the kids and having trust built so that we can hear what's going on um, in the homes, um, not only with the students, but with the families and the parents. Um, Really, that's the biggest thing is, you know, I get people emailing me like, hey, did you hear what's going on with this family? Um, Just also allowing um, that homelessness just isn't, you know, sleeping in a tent, that we have many families that are doubled up, tripled up. Um, we have people living in situations that are, you know, above a business or that aren't really designated to be um, a home. So it it can look very different than just, I mean, we do have students that are in cars and that type of situation, but it can be um, different than that.
0: Mark, what about in your district, in the Oak Ridge School District, what is your process for finding kids.
1: Like Jamie said, a lot of it just comes from other staff members and everything, people who built these relationships going out. And actually, I, I meet with students uh, to go over grades once a week and just listening, asking the right questions. Um, we actually, the past couple of years have started uh, making students fill out the whole registration packet every time or at the beginning of the year. And we put a small uh, questionnaire in there that regards, I mean, their living situation and I mean, the number of people living in the house are that's really helped us kind of identify more students.
0: You said that, that asking the right questions is key. I imagine it's not just on a questionnaire. What do you find has been most helpful for you you're talking with kids to to best understand what they're experiencing
1: yeah it's it just comes down to building that relationship um a lot of them aren't, aren't gonna just come out and say hey i'm homeless mom and dad kicked me out i've been living here and everything so it's maybe asking them about their shoes or, Hey, can I, can I help you with this? What's going on here? And just building that relationship, giving them somebody who they can come to who they feel they trust. They can come to with, I mean, these issues and everything. And I mean, yeah, it's just the relationships. Hmm. Jamie,
0: what have you found to be the, um, the factors that are most driving homelessness, um, on the North coast right now?
2: Definitely the lack of affordable housing. I mean, I know that's, it's all over the place. Um, I've seen just even in the years that I've been in the district, I've seen the logging and fishing, just the industries on the North coast, um, changing to more of a tourism based, um, economy. And we have a lot of families here that are, you know, struggling with that change. Also, we, you know, we have a lot of, in and we have a lot of big box stores, Costco, Walmart, those type of things, which we have a lot of families that people work there and just cannot afford to make it here. Um, we do have a lot of campgrounds. So a lot of our students are in camping type situations, living in RVs, very close proximity, you know, with, with a whole family in one smaller living space. So that's definitely a challenge for kids um, with privacy even and just kind of tensions in the family.
0: Hmm. Mark, I imagine that the the issue of, of a major decrease over the last few decades in in resource extraction jobs, that is the same in Oak Ridge as what we are hearing from Jamie in Warrington. But tourism, I, I would assume it plays a, a, a smaller role. What are you seeing broadly in terms of economic drivers there for homelessness?
1: Uh, yeah, as soon as the logging, I mean, mills shut down here in Oak Ridge, there really is no industry. Um, the city's kind of made a push to bring in tourism, but it's Oak Ridge itself's just kind of a past through i mean we have had a push to build like mountain biking trails and going that way but there is no work here um if you're the school district i know is probably the biggest employer Uh, behind that i want to say there's maybe 15 people work at a fish hatchery and probably 15 people who work at the forestry building but uh, i mean there is no industry there are no jobs and the people who do have those jobs don't leave them.
0: Hmm. If you're just tuning in, we're talking right now with two uh, with members of two of the Oregon school districts that have some of the highest rates of student homelessness in the state. Mark Osborne is the McKinney-Vento liaison for the Oak Ridge School District. He's also the youth and transition coordinator for the district. Jamie Klebe is the McKinney-Vento liaison for the Warrington-Hammond School District. She's also a counselor at Warrington High School. So Jamie, what kinds of services or help are you able to offer to these, you said about 167 kids right now in your district?
2: Um, Yes, we've been really working hard to connect um, families with um, organizations in the community that are helping out. Um, we do everything through the school. We we do food. We um, help. We've been helping with families with um, deposits and first month's rent. If we if they can find something, um, you know, it's anything from helping with phone bills to um, shoes to just. Kind of breaking down some of the barriers for kids to access extracurriculars, no matter if that's music or sports, or we know, you know, when kids are connected to those things, it just um, increases their achievement. And we really work hard to do that. Just get kids involved, Like like we were both saying earlier, like relationship, relationship, relationship is it. Just in any way that the kids might need help, whether that's just some cozy blankets and stuffed animals to make their space feel more like home. Um, it's, it's a variety.
0: Hmm. Mark, what about you? What do you find that you're providing often that really makes a difference?
1: You know, often it's just taking care of, I mean, Mazov's hierarchy of needs and providing food, providing clothing, uh, Since I've started here, we've joined with Food for Lane County, and we have a school-based food pantry to where not just the McKinney Vento or homeless kids, but anybody who's hungry could go in and grab some food, bring something home to cook that night. Um, I have a giant clothing closet, um, and that's just been going to businesses and asking for donations, so a lot of our clothes in our clothing closet are brand new, so... It's just not going in and taking people's hammies down so they could get a new pair of shoes, a new pair of socks. Um, Just on the day-to-day basis, it's taking care of, I mean, general needs and things that come up. I know with, like, the extracurriculars and everything that Jamie mentioned, we'll pay for sports fees. We'll pay for, I mean, if a kid needs a baseball glove, a new pair of cleats. To keep them involved in the school, um, giving them a reason to come back, we... Pay for their meals when they're on sports trips. Um, it's just basically giving them an equitable education.
0: Hmm. A lot of what you're both talking about there, um, I mean, past as you as you noted, Mark, just the, the 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 basic hierarchy of of human needs of of safety of of food and water and shelter. But past that, you're both talking, it seems, about ways to. To keep kids engaged. How big of a connection do you see between student homelessness and absenteeism?
1: It's huge. Like, I actually am in charge of the attendance around here, too. And when they don't feel well, they are sick more often. Um, just trying to take away those barriers. Uh, picking kids up from school, getting them alarm clocks, making sure they have everything to feel well and get here. Um, I would probably say that our McKinney-Vento population misses probably at least twice as much school as the students who are not. Hmm.
0: Jamie, do you see something similar in Warrington-Hammond?
2: We do. um, And and similar uh, to what Mark's saying, I, I think we... We just work really hard to make school a place that they want to come um, is, is the biggest thing. And that's our teachers working really hard. All of our staff members just working really hard to make everybody feel welcome and that they have a reason to get up in the morning and, and get to school. What did
0: pandemic era funding Mean to you I'm curious for for both of you, but but Jamie first, I mean this was a, a time of unprecedented federal spending that went to all kinds of of different organizations and and schools and governments. Did that also mean an increase in what you were able to do?
2: oh yes, yes um, one of the reasons that we could um, as i as I had mentioned previously, one of the reasons we could you know help with um, phone bills and um, you know, security deposits and all of those types of things were were due to the funding that was coming from the federal government. Um, that's coming to an end, though, and and so we're not going to be able to do as much as we were previously. Um, there is some state funding coming through to Clatsop County because of this issue, so we have seen an increase in. Um, and some shelters and transitional housing and, and various programs um, are being funded. So there's hope there, but the school will have less um, funding coming in.
0: Mark, will you also have a, a a drop in funding and a decrease in what you're able to do because of the, the end of these federal pandemic relief funds?
1: Uh, definitely, yeah. And I know we were able to get several ESEYA grants and everything that are sunsetting, I believe, next September. Um, We tried to go a bigger route and with the federal funding we received, make programs and things that are going to be sustainable, um, like the food pantry, the clothing closet and everything. Um, But yeah, with the funding coming to an end, it is going to be a lot more difficult to get those sort of things
0: i'm curious we have by necessity focused a lot on the challenges that your students are facing and the challenges that, that you're facing and helping them but i'm just i want to just turn to the positives that, that you've seen i mean jamie what kind of resilience do you see in the kids you're working with
2: oh wow i mean that's i think what keeps us going is that high level of resilience with kids. I mean, I I think about students who have since moved on and and, um, in particular that maybe at university um, that, you know, had been kind of just lacking hope and then just building relationships and getting that school community around them and, and seeing kids succeed is huge. Um, They're so resilient. It's, it's, kind of unbelievable, actually.
0: Mark, what about you? What do you see?
1: Uh, You see so much. I mean, every day uh, we've had students last year, the Valedictorian uh, was a student who definitely everybody worked with quite a bit. um, Full ride scholarship to college. It's just seeing these kids who haven't got the best break, didn't get the best hand dealt to them. And just, I mean, building, like I said, building those relationships, giving them a goal, letting them see the bigger picture, getting out there. And just when you actually see one of these students succeed and move forward and break that generational p- poverty, it, it, it means something.
0: Mark Osborne and Jamie Klebe, thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. Mark Osborne is the Youth and Transition Coordinator for the Oak Ridge School District, where he's also the McKinney-Vento Liaison. Jamie Klebe has that same job at the Warrenton hammond School District. She is also a counselor at the high school.